Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with the 79th episode of Weekly Poker Hand. Today, we're going to be reviewing a hand from a 10,000 euro buy-in European Poker Tour event. So we pick up 6-5 suited early in the day, and I decide to raise to 600. We are playing 100, 200. The cutoff, a loose aggressive kid calls. This is a kid who generally likes to try to outplay people and you know he think he's very confident in his reads and i know for a fact that this player thinks i am relatively straightforward um just standard tight aggressive and so whenever you know someone thinks that about you you should typically play in the opposite manner or at least play into their vision of you so the flop comes eight of hearts three of spades two of clubs giving us a backdoor flush draw, and a gut shot. So while we don't really have anything at the moment, this is a pretty good hand to bluff with. If a four comes, you know, we can expect to get paid some portion of the time. And if a club comes, we can easily continue barreling. So I like betting in this scenario. It seems like the pot's displayed wrong, but it is, um, must be 1,500 or so. 1,700 given antes. So I bet 1,000, which I think is very standard. I would bet this with all of my good hands... And really, pretty much anything on this board. So I don't think my bet says much to my opponent. I think he's going to call here a ton, as he probably should. Um, turns a three. So at this point, I have to ask myself, if I had an overpair, would I continue betting for value? And I think the answer is definitely yes. Because it's very easy for my opponent to have either a random ace high or some sort of pair. But given that I raised my early position... My range should be much stronger than my opponent's. I should have a lot of aces, kings, and queens in my range, and he should have a lot of six, seven, sixes, and fives in his range. So for that reason, I think this is a pretty good spot to continue bluffing, especially given I have the nut low, and also given the fact that a four is probably great for me. So I like betting, and whenever I bet this, I fully plan on betting the most rivers. I'm not really trying to get out of the way too often. Uh, sometimes... Well, you have to ask yourself, if I am going to be uh, betting three streets with a hand like pocket aces, I want to have some bluffs in my range, especially against good, loose, aggressive kids. And I want to clarify, this player is a very good, world-class player. Um, certainly not a, you know, just blindly loose, aggressive kid or anything like that. So I bet 2,000, and this is exactly what I would do with pocket aces. I would be betting this size, hoping to get called by a lot of the marginal pairs. And I think that is what's going to happen a lot of the time. So my opponent does call. Now we get to the river, and I'm going to be value betting pretty much any river with pocket aces, so I know ahead of time I'm already going to be bluffing on, on most rivers. The river is the queen of hearts. I'm not entirely sure I'm going to get my opponent to fold hand like an eight or better, but it's not always ideal to play this hand as if this is the only hand you're going to play of poker in your whole life. And a lot of people do play thinking I want to maximize my value in this exact hand. But I play with this uh, guy on a regular basis. And for that reason, I have to recognize that we are going to play again in the future. Especially given he's on my left in a 10,000 euro tournament. We're going to be here for a while. So it's good to set up some image. Um, it's good to develop an image one way or the other. And like if I bluff here and he calls... All of a sudden, he knows I'm capable of bluffing, and I'm probably going to tighten up a little bit. If he folds, that sort of reiterates the point that I, I think that we do need to be 
bluffing in this spot against this player because he's going to make big folds. So now I have to ask myself, if I had aces, how much would I bet? Because now I'm trying to get called by an eight or something like pocket sevens. And if I had aces, I would bet on the smaller side here. I don't think there's any point in betting huge because my range should should just be so incredibly much stronger than my opponent's. And he knows this, that I do not need to make a big bet because he should fold a lot of the time to a big bet. So I think a big bet's generally out of the question if I have a hand like pocket aces. So if I am going to bet to try to get called, I think that this player is going to think that I would bet small. Which is really a leveling war. It's always difficult to know exactly what your opponent is thinking about you and your range and how he thinks you're going to play your hands. But I imagine this guy thinks I would bet small with aces. So, given I have a bluff against this particular player, I think I should bet small. So, I bet... 2,600 into the 7,700 pots. And most people look at this and say, well, this is ridiculous. Your opponent's going to call you every time. And I think against just a generic player, they probably would, which would probably make me bet larger against some players. But against this particular player, he likes to make big folds. He likes to trust his reads. And like I said, he thinks I'm relatively tight aggressive, or at least he did at this point in life. I think he thinks I'm crazy now (laughs) because we've played much more together. But... Um, At this point, I think he viewed me as just tight aggressive, not doing anything too creative. And if that's the case, I do think he's going to fold to this bet with a a wide portion of his range. Like anything worse than an eight, I think he's going to fold every time. And an eight, if he has that, I think it's probably going to be a close spot for him. And obviously, if he has better than eight, he's not going to fold. But given the way this hand played out, I didn't make any absurdly strong um, bets on any street. I do think my opponent is going to fold a reasonable amount of the time. So he actually thought forever and folded. So I don't know what he folded in this hand, but he did fold something, and it was clearly a reasonably strong hand. Um, Also, given the fact he called the flop and turn bet means he must have had a strong hand. So I like this play against players who are generally smart and who trust their reads. I would definitely not recommend this play against just a random guy because a random guy would say, well, it's 2,000 into a 10,000 pot. I am calling. <laughs> or 2,600 in the 10,000 pot. They're calling every time. They just don't even care. Like, oh, well, ace five, I have to call because I have ace high. Uh, they're not really thinking about your range so much. But this, again, was a good thinking player. And against players like this, you can often level them into doing what you want to do if you have a good idea of how they're going to play. So before I go today, I want to share with you information about my next free webinar. It's going to be with Jared Tendler, a mindset expert. And it's going to be or he's going to be discussing a proven strategy for eliminating tilt. This webinar is going to be on February 8th, 2016 at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And you can sign up for it at holdembook.com slash live. That is L-I-V-E, all lowercase. Um, Over the next year and a half, I am going to be doing a free webinar with most of the authors of Excelling at No Limit Hold'em. And I'm incredibly excited about that. You can also get a free 16-page PDF of the book at holdembook.com if you have not checked it out yet. So I'm incredibly excited about that. I know that I have had tilt issues in the past, and pretty much everyone I talk to has tilt issues, and Jared can help you. So be sure to go to holdenbook.com slash live and sign up. Thank you very much for being here today with me for Weekly Poker Hand. I appreciate it. If you have any comments, please let me know. I will talk to you next week.